0: Hey everybody, welcome to Cinema Sundays. It's good to be here with you all, and uh, Christmas is over. Dom, it's gone. It's gone forever. Gone forever, yes. At least until next year. No more Christmases for anybody. (laughs)
1: Man. Dom, how was your Christmas? (laughs) It was good. It was good. You know, getting to spend time with your family and celebrating celebrating the holidays is always... Always good. I enjoyed I enjoyed it. What about you, Josh? How was your Christmas? It was nice. It was very
0: enjoyable. Um, we have a Christmas Eve tradition where on Christmas Eve, the movie we watch, even though it's not the movie we're talking about today, but the movie we watch on Christmas Eve is a Muppet Christmas Carol. We watch that every mm-hmm. Christmas Eve. So that was nice. That was enjoyable.
1: Do you have any uh, Christmas Eve traditions you do? I can't say that... Uh... Can't say none, none that I remember. I like to watch the Polar Express before Christmas, um, Christmas Eve. That's usually the – I think I mentioned it. That's like the, the hump that gets me over, all right, now it's Christmas. Sure, um, sure. But, yeah, nothing, nothing like you get to open one present on Christmas Eve or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, normally we,
0: we do our stockings on Christmas Eve and then we do gifts, of course, Christmas Day. That's what we normally do. And Christmas Eve is the one night that we leave all our lights on on our tree. Like we leave them up
1: all night long. We don't turn off the tree or anything. Whoa, that's so. got to be a high power bill. It's, it's one night. <laughs> yeah, one night. One night of just nonstop power coming to your house. <laughs> Man, thanks a lot, Santa. This is all your like fault. <laughs> thanks. thanks a lot, Santa. Josh, speaking of Santa, I think we talked about it last year, but I can't remember. Um, you, a, uh, you a are you were you a, a Santa uh, believer person? Having that be part of the Christmas thing, I we talked about it, but just as a reminder. How dare you?
0: How dare you, Dom? We have one rule in our house: if you do not believe, you do not receive.
2: <laughs> what if, you
0: if you don't believe, you don't receive any gifts, Tom. That's the rule. That's the rule. That's the rule. It's
2: a bad <laughs> rule.
0: No. Uh, we – you know, Santa was a big deal for me growing up. But for the, for our girls, we, we keep trying to focus back on, of course, the true meaning of Christmas. So we do, <clears throat> we do like some Christmas – we have a family Christmas devotional book that we go through every year. And so this year has been fun because Rosie, my oldest, is old enough to understand a little bit. So she knows every morning we're going to read the Bible book, is what she calls it. And so we sit down and we read it, even though she may not understand all of it. But in that moment, we read the devotion, we pray, we turn over our Advent card that has a Bible verse. Mm -hmm. And then we also have a little Santa figurine that goes from house to house that counts down to the 25th. So... It's it's fun for them because they get to turn the card, they get to move Santa and all that stuff. But uh, they also know like we've wrapped all our gifts and they're all literally just sitting in our bedroom uh, on our dresser. And so Rosie has seen them and she's like, "What are those?" Like, "Oh, those are the presents. We're gonna put them under the tree and open them up on Christmas." Oh, cool! So she's excited about that. But we're not saying Santa's bringing you gifts. We're just saying. Hey, look! These are your gifts, but you can't open them till Christmas.
1: So, hmm. good. Yes, <laughs> you just open them. We could be, uh, we could just open one one gift for every day in December leading up to leading up to Christmas.
0: I'm sorry. Do you think I have 25 gifts just for me? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean. Maybe dude. there was a this is off topic, but there was a Chris uh, and Wig was on SNL the other night. And they did a skit where it was like Christmas morning and the kids are like, I got a switch and I got a book and I got a, uh, you know, PlayStation five and I got uh, clothes. And the dad's like, I got a fishing pole and I got ties and I got grilling stuff. And the mom goes, and I got a robe. <laughs> And it goes on, and it's like, the kids are like, and I got this, and I got this. And the dad's like, and I get to do this. And the mom says, now I'm going to go cook breakfast in my new robe.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's six. I saw there was one skit that was, (laughs) I've I've always thought, you know how, like, during the holiday seasons, like, everyone's like, you know, the best gift to get is a new car, because you got, like, 0% APR, and. All these different things.
2: Sure. And, and
1: it was one where uh, this guy, uh, it's him. Um, who was it? It was Timothy Chalamet, Timothy, Sha- uh, Sha- yeah. oh, The boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was uh, like, they're all uh, a family and it's Christmas morning. And the father like hands the wife like a box and she opens it and these like keys. And she's like, David, you didn't. And he's like, yeah. And then they like all run outside, and he's like all excited. And she's like, David, did you make a like a purchase this large without consulting me or even talking to me? And he's like, yeah, but it's the holiday season. They've got like zero percent APR. And she's like, do you mean APR? And he's like, I guess. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like. And then his neighbor comes by, and his wife is like, yeah, David hasn't been working, and he bought a car. And the neighbor's like, David, you asked me to borrow $800, <laughs> and this is what you did with it? And I was just like, this is great. Because I always just think about like the car commercials, just like how ridiculous it is to like just show up with a car as a gift. It seems like the worst thing to do.
0: Oh, boy. You know... The moral of the story here, kids, uh don't buy huge things without yeah. consulting your spouse or person yeah. first. Oh, and also, thing. also, uh, get your mom something good. You know, she does a lot of work and That's she'll true. still do a lot of work. So get her get her more than just a robe.
1: Yeah. <laughs> get, just get her a robe. Well, sometimes and we are off topic, but sometimes I feel like for for uh like parents like the the joy in getting the gift is like, sure, it's a robe, but my kids went out and bought it and they, you know, spent their own money, which is usually like the dad gave them money. And was like the kids pick this out and stuff like that. And I think that's always nice because I like I remember when I was a kid, I am like I've mentioned before, I'm a bad gift giver. And so I was just like hmm, jewelry. People like jewelry. Mom's like jewelry. So I'll get her jewelry. And, you know, I, I would get my mom jewelry and, you know, I can't remember if she like wore it or not. But I think it was like this sentiment of, you know, getting getting something, going out, picking it out for her, et cetera, et cetera. All nice. No,
0: that's crap. Get him something good. Get him lots of gifts. Don't just get don't the gift. Get a car. <laughs>
1: get a PS5. car. <laughs> that's true if anybody i know it's after christmas but if anybody is wanting to get us any gifts uh we both we both like uh ps5s <clears> that's <throat> true we both do we both do. Or, or or money
2: <laughs> yeah is I mean, also great so
0: money all right let's get back on track here so dom um, uh we are discussing our final christmas movie our final holiday movie you know christmas is over 2021 will be here soon Yes. And so uh, we, we just wanted to kind of wrap this up with a movie uh, that I had never saw before this. Have you ever seen it before you watched it?
1: Yes. So I saw it. I think I saw it. Um, I saw it a few weeks ago for the first time a few weeks ago. Um, but I left it and was thinking it was like, this is so good. We need to do this movie instead of whatever else we were going to do. But,
0: um, yeah. you know. So, yeah, so today we are going to be kind of talking about the movie Klaus. And uh, if you're unfamiliar with Klaus, Klaus is a Netflix original movie uh, that was released back in 2019. There are a lot of interesting things about this movie that you just keep finding out more and more that's just so more interesting. So, um, So, like I said, Klaus released back in 2019. The story of a young postal worker... Whose
1: father is head of the postman? He's the postmaster general. The, the postmaster general in a right. world that doesn't exist. But yeah, I don't know. Where. I guess this is supposed to be somewhere in Norway or wherever the legend of Santa. I started. think it's just supposed to be in a in a universe or a world that is just not real. And yeah, the Santa cinematic
0: universe. Yeah, <laughs> crossover <laughs> with the Easter Bunny. Oh man! Oh man! They can make so much money with that. Just a big old crossover. Anyways, so we have um, Jesper. Jesper, who is this young postal worker? He his dad is the uh, postmaster general, and they are both very wealthy. But to teach Jesper, you know the the value of a dollar and the respect and what it means to make it out on your own, because he's kind of a spoiled little brat here. Yeah. He tells him that he needs to go start a post office in this town that is miles and miles away. That is really not great. Lots of bad energy, lots of people who don't care and he needs to go and he needs, to, he has one year to, uh, to get 6,000 letters. And if he doesn't do that within the year, his dad's going to cut him off. No nice. more money, no more caviar, no more silk sheets,
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh God. I yeah. He keeps mentioning the silk sheets, and I'm like, Are silk sheets really that nice? I don't know. I don't think I've ever had silk
0: sheets. Um, but they seem pretty cozy. They seem pretty like, yeah. Mm. But would you sweat? Or or does silk not make you sweat? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not rich enough. <laughs> maybe one day we'll know. Yeah. Maybe one day. <laughs> if you want to get us a Christmas gift. A late Christmas gift. Silk sheets will be great. Even if it's just one sheet, Dom and I will share. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure
1: it out. We'll figure it
0: out. So he gets to this place and uh, he sees all the people and, and he tries to struggle to figure out how am I going to do this. And he befriends a man named Klaus who is a toy maker and uh, he ends up getting the kids to write letters to Mr. Klaus to bring them toys. And so the whole story continues where the town starts to turn around, the kids start to be good, and and the people start to treat each other with respect. And, of course, there's some hijinks and things going on there. Uh, Jesper falls in love. It's a whole thing. Basically, this is like the the launch pad of everything you've heard about the Santa Claus and how that legend started. And so it's really interesting. It's kind of cool to see that. But that's kind of our story of Klaus so
1: far. Yeah. So I watched – I watched this movie um, and I think uh, one of I don't know if she listens, but um, I have a friend who we went to the same uh, seminary and I watched this with a few of my friends and I was talking and I was like, this is basically like one of our classes, except the the topic of the class would be um, would be Christmas. And it was like. How did Christmas really happen? And it was uh, the class we were in was like, how did the Old Testament really happen? And I was like, cool. And then I watched this movie and I was like, oh, man, we should just do a class on this. How did how did Santa Claus really happen?
0: Yeah, it's it's really interesting. It's kind of cool to kind of see, you know, where a lot of these. And I mean, the, a lot of the legends of Santa kind of get mixed up. You know, is he Kris Kringle? Is he jolly old St. Nicholas? Does he have two names? Where did the claws come from? You know, like there's just a lot of different legends and history that kind of surrounds him that no one really knows. And it kind of just becomes tradition. So you're right. This movie does kind of put some, like, these are the things how it happened. And of course it is a fictional movie. It's a great cartoon it has some really great animation, which we're going to talk about here in a minute. So uh, that's what Klaus is about overall in a nutshell. It is available on Netflix because it is a Netflix original movie. Uh, it was released in a couple of theaters but mostly just released worldwide through Netflix. So let's talk about these directors here really quick. Uh, There are two co-directors. Sergio Pablos is the main director. Sergio Pablos was mostly, and is still today, mostly a Disney, well, not just Disney, but he's an animator. he animated Disney movies such as a Goofy movie, Hunchback of Notre Dame, uh, Hercules, Tarzan, Treasure Planet, all these things. And then there's also the other co-director, Carlos Martinez Lopez, who's also an animator. So, this is weird, I think. Not weird, but different. You know, Dom, we've talked about movies where directors are directors. Like the last movie we just talked about, The Grinch. Ron yeah. Howard, he's, he's been an actor, he's been a producer, he's been a director. You know, John Favreau, when we've done some of his movies, he's been an actor, he's been a producer, he's been a director, a writer. This is one of the first movies I've ever seen in general that animators are the director. You know, mm-hmm. like this is a movie made by animators like like so many yeah. so so many um, little fun fact for you here sorry going to take a little take a little wheel off your train here just for you you know uh, this movie took uh, over 300 people to uh, to to get in production There's 300 people over 40 animators and it took over 2 years for it to even kind of be released and so, over two years, you had forty animators and three hundred people. And like I said, it's a it's a movie that's created by animators in a way for animators because the way they animated it is so interesting that it they, the way they talked about it, that it's as if what would have happened if hand drawn animation was still the standard. You know, you can go back and look at old Disney movies, things like Tarzan, you know, things like Hunchback or a Goofy movie, and all that's hand drawn animation. But, of course, we've launched into CGI animation, things like Pixar and stuff like that. And so what they did was they, they asked, what would it look like if hand-drawn animation evolved beside you know, CGI? And so they did most of this hand-drawn with CGI techniques to kind of combine that to show what that would look like. So it's really interesting. This animation is really cool looking.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they um, – one of the – I guess I'll use one of the facts. But like the, this is the first movie um, that is – it's two dimensional hand drawn everything, but the way that they filmed it and the way that they um, got everything was um, through um, like 3d the, I guess the, the term is uh, volumetric lighting and texture to, to give it that 3d look, Um, which is crazy because like you watch it and you, you think, I think in your head, you, you want this to be a 3d movie but it's actually 2d and it's uh, hand-drawn and everything and I'm like this is pretty it, it's a very um, technologically advanced film that does a lot of very cool things um, which is another reason why I like it and it's so I don't as of 2020 I don't think there's been another movie like it. Um, I could be wrong about that. I haven't seen every movie yet, but it's, it's so unique in that it's really, there's no other movie like it right now. And it's, uh, man, it is great. Yeah. It's a really good movie with a really good heart and really good
0: story. Uh, it is super funny and it is super heartwarming heart. You know, uh, it's got a lot of heart and things like that. And it really is beautifully animated. So, uh, Dom, you want to talk about this, uh, Cast of characters we have here.
1: Yeah, let's talk about these cool cat cast. Uh, this cool. Uh, the, 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 yeah, let's talk about this cast. Um, yeah. So uh, first we have Jason Jason Schwartzman. I want to make sure I get that name right. It's pretty uh pretty uh complicated. But uh, he plays uh, Jesper, and which is also a unique name. But uh, Jason Schwartzman. Um, you we've we've done a movie with him before, uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Uh he played Gideon Graves. Um he has been in a, a lot of Wes Anderson movies. Uh he's been in uh Moonrise Kingdom. Uh I think he was also in the Grand Budapest Hotel. Um yeah, he was. Um he's been in uh um, those are those are
0: some movies we should start looking into doing, man. Yeah. Any type of well, Wes just, Anderson.
1: Yeah, I've been waiting for you, man. We should just do a whole Wes Anderson series for the month of whatever uh
0: that wouldn't be a bad idea it's cool because every, all all his movies are super cool super creative artistic and beautifully look you can look at them and they're really beautiful
1: and they're all super different you know oh yeah
0: store that away for another time
1: exactly um but yeah he's been in uh a couple of things he's uh pretty pretty well-known um he was in saving mr banks um, he's been in a couple uh, episodes of Parkin', Parks and Rec, um, and he's been on the Sesame Street. I feel like that's worth mentioning. Um, you yeah, know so, you made it. You know you made it when you made <laughs> it on the street. <laughs> on the street. Um, but yeah, uh, so that that's uh, Jason Schwartzman. Uh, next, playing Klaus, the big old Santa Klaus, um, is the incomparable J.K. Simmons. I don't know if incomparable is right. Um, yeah. yeah, but... JK Simmons which actually stands for Jonathan Kimball. um oh I not know that is not <laughs> what's the what's Harrison Ford's character from uh the fugitive like David Kimball or something yeah 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 enter yeah. yeah, that <laughs> yeah um but yeah uh, <laughs> but yeah JK Simmons um probably I don't know if this is what like he's been in He's been in a bunch of stuff, but I think he's pretty well known for um, pretty well known for playing J. Jonah Jameson in the first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. Yeah, I feel like that's where I know him from. You know, the those first three Man of Tobey
0: Maguire. I mean, you know, of course, he was also in the most current Spider-Man with uh, Tom Holland. Yeah, but uh, of course, he's also been in the TV show Oz. He's been in Whiplash. Uh, he he does he's done voiceover he's done animation he's done you know in person acting. I think J.K. Simmons is one of those people that's like, like when when you see him and when you hear him, you're like, man, this guy is so good. But then he's not forgettable. Like he's definitely not forgettable. But he's like one of those things that you don't expect, and it comes and it hits you. You're like, oh yeah, he's so good. And then. It goes away. He, he's kind of he he's Batman. He should be like Batman, you know. Man. That's right.
1: Well, he did play uh, Commissioner Gordon in the. Uh, See, there uh, you go. Creation of uh, of uh, Batman. So yeah, maybe. I mean, who knows? Um, yeah. So he, I mean, he's been in a ton of stuff. He was in uh, he was in La La Land as well. Um, but there, uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah he's he's a you know, great actor. Crazy. Um, Next, we have Rashida Jones playing Alva, um, who is the uh, school schoolteacher um, who Jasper falls in love with. Um, most people, you would probably know Rashida Jones from Parks and Rec. Um, I first saw her in a movie called I Love You, Man with uh, Jason Segel and Paul Rudd. Um, I remember that. Uh, she was also in uh, The Social Network. Um, and she was in a movie uh, with Andy Sam- Samberg called Celeste and Jesse forever. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen that, but I've been told it's a pretty good film. Um, Interesting. No, I haven't. I you know, I think for
0: me, one of the biggest things, of course, that I know her from is Parks and Rec. Uh, but, you know, she she's not only an actress, but she's also a, a director as well. You know, she's directed a couple things and. Uh, <laughs> her one show, hashtag Black AF.
2: Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> uh, that's
0: pretty. That's pretty good too. But yeah, she's a director, a writer, producer, stuff like that as well. So she's a very, very talented lady.
1: Yeah, uh, one of her um her main shows that she um I guess was uh producer on was and an actor actress um, was Angie Tribeca. Um, but, Josh, did you know she also, she, uh, you mentioned writer, but she also, um, helped write, um, Toy Story, for, uh, four. I did not know that. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, and she's, she's been, yeah. I know we mentioned, like, she's been a, um, a director, writer on a ton of stuff. Um, also, a fun fact about her, she is the daughter of, uh, famous uh, music producer Quincy Jones oh I do remember
0: that I think I remember hearing that from somebody before so yeah <laughs> I was I saw that
1: and I was like there's no way
0: there's no I way thought you, well, I thought you're gonna be like fun fact she is uh, the love of my life and so
1: <laughs> 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 I mean yeah sure let's, let's <laughs> um, her up there, I guess. yeah Josh, uh next we have uh Will Sasso. Um he was uh what's his name? Mr. Ellingbow, who is the uh red-headed, um, red-headed, I guess, main guy um in the town of Schmirzenberg and Steenenberg. Um he's been in a lot of TV shows. Um he I know him well from uh Mad TV. I don't know if you ever watched that. And when you were a kid, you were sick sick from school. Um, But yeah, he has been in a ton of stuff. Um, He's been in the Orville with uh, Seth MacFarlane, uh, Tacoma FD. Uh, He's in the new uh, Harley Quinn animated series. Mom, he was in Happy Gilmore, uh, The Three Stooges back in 2012. So he's been in. um, Ooh, he was also in Southland. um, uh, Southland Tales. I think that's a that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good one. And then uh, also in Drop Dead Gorgeous. But all of these are kind of like lesser known movies. Um, So, you know, still good. Still good. Um, Next, next, um, Norm McDonald, who plays the uh, boat captain Moggins. Norm, I feel like you would people would probably like recognize his voice. Like, I think if you, you hear his voice and you're always trying to put it to something. Um, But he was in uh, Billy Madison. He was in uh, the animal. Um, He was in, uh, he's been in uh, the Orville as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's been in a ton of TV shows. He, uh, I think, I don't know if many people would know, but he was in the, first episode of family guy as death um so you know he's been in uh he's done a lot of voice acting he's been in a a ton of stuff he's been in a couple adam sandler movies um and he was also um i think probably his big thing was that he was a a cast member on saturday night live for a while yeah definitely
0: he he's definitely got the voice people you can hear him and be like oh i know that voice you may not know what he looks like but you know the voice and so yeah like you said he did he did snl for a long time and he uh he's a stand-up comedian and all these different things so good old
1: norm yeah canadian as well I just feel like i need to add that um so we mentioned uh, Sergio Pablo's. He plays. He plays in this. Uh, does the voice for a character called Pumpkin and Olaf, not the Snowman Olaf, but uh, yeah. Um, but just the last actor slash actress I will mention is the one and only Joan Cusack.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is interesting. I think for a couple of reasons. So one, Joan Cusack, uh, the sister of the one and only. Um, John Cusack. John Cusack. And so uh, both actors. Uh, Joan was also... So let me see I get my facts right here. Uh, Joan was also in a movie that was, I guess you could say, direct competition <clears throat> with this movie for an Academy Award, uh, Toy Story 4. She plays the voice yeah. of Jesse. And so, and so it's really interesting that Rashida Jones also wrote on Toy Story 4, where Joan Cusack also starred in Toy Story 4, And so, you know, so on and so on. Um, Of course, she's been in way more things than Toy Story 4, as Jessie. uh, You know, she was in uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower. Uh, She was in Working Girl, in and out Uh, I remember her from School of Rock. I don't know if you remember watching School of Rock back in the day. I remember that. She's also a lady that does a lot of voiceover. Uh, she has a she's someone else very recognizable voice like Sarah. We were watching this. She was like, "I don't hear her doing a voice. I just hear Joan Cusack."
2: <laughs> you well, know? it's
1: interesting. Um, so, uh, John and Joan Cusack um, obviously brother and sister, but there is also another. There are there are several other um, Cusacks, but there's another actress Cusack in the family uh, and Cusack. Who, she played in. Um, she played in. For me, I know her from uh, a series called uh, The Boys, and oh, she played. Um, she played the mother of one of the characters, but she. She doesn't sound like exactly like her, like Joan. But if you, I think if you like, if you don't know, you'll you'll miss it and think it's Joan Cusack because that's originally what I thought. And it was like, oh, Joan Cusack's in this. Wow. But it's her sister, which isn't to say that her sister is any less capable of an actress or anything like that. But it is just it's the Cusack blood. It's the blood of the Cusacks. (laughs) Yeah. And it's funny, too. And last
0: week we were talking about Ron Howard and his family. You know, man, there's a lot of actor families, families who have been in the business of Hollywood that between the parents and then the siblings, you know, it kind of runs in their blood. It's something that they've all kind of gotten into. So it's interesting to see how they've done that.
1: Yeah, one might call it a dynasty. Whoa! Whoa! Yes. Um, but yeah, so there are also um, several other... Okay, well, there. here's what I also think is interesting. There is about multiple different uh, yes. actors. Kids. Yes, that's what I'm thinking. That's, that's the word. I don't know what kids are. Um, there are a ton of kids playing all the different kids in the movie um which i think i don't think you see a lot of that like you have maybe a few kids maybe but then like you might have one actor actress playing yep different kids but this one is like every kid is voiced by a different person and i think every adult is voiced by a different person
0: that's not like
1: yeah because um, like
0: like you were like you don't see that you you would see. Makes Maybe this happens to one or two characters, but a lot. Even today, you have a lot of adults who do voiceovers, and so they do the voice for multiple kids doing different voices. Not bad. That's the that's their choice or whatever you know. But I think it's super cool that they got multiple kids to be multiple kids. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, and I think um, I'm not going to name all of them. Um, cause there's, there's just a ton, but, uh, if you go, I think if you go and look at, um, at a few of them, um, I think there are some, uh, pretty good ones, but that's really like the main cast who gets more, uh, more time. And so it's a, it's a pretty good, pretty good cast stacked, stacked even one might say, one I don't know about say. ensemble, but, uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so uh, I, I want to go back what we were talking about before, because clearly both you and I are singing praises of this movie already. You know, it's a fantastic movie. It is super good. So much so, of course, that the Academy Awards took notice, and this film was nominated for an Oscar as the Best Animated Film of the Year. Good. That's, that's a pretty big honor, because... Really, you know, there there are other animated things. There's like uh, you can have a best song in an animated movie or you can have best uh, short animated film. But really, like this is it for animation. This is it. This is the best animated film. That's it. You know? Yeah. There's not like well, best comedy in an animated film, best tragedy in an animated film. Like there's just one. This is it, you know? Yeah. So it did not win, uh, but it is a nominated Oscar film. And uh rightly so, it's very good. and I already mentioned before it actually lost a to Toy Story 4 that took home the academy Award that year yeah
1: which should it have I think so from an animated standpoint from an animation standpoint, Toy Story 4 is pretty pretty amazing as a as a story, maybe I still like Toy Story, and I don't think a, a day will will ever go by that I that I don't enjoy them, but I still cried. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I still cried. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, it was
0: uh, Oscar nominated. So right there, that's a pretty good thing. And we already mentioned, um, you know, how many, how much effort went into this movie. And so it is a Netflix original movie. So we don't have specific numbers, which normally we go through the budget and things like that. We can tell you the budget was roughly around $40 million to create this. And again, that's 300 people over 40 animators over two years of, of a budget of 40 million dollars.
2: Yeah.
0: Netflix does not release its viewing numbers, let alone release. Well, you know, obviously, of course, it wasn't released in worldwide theaters or many theaters, so we don't have those numbers. Here's what we do have, Dom. We do have that it has uh, 8.2 out of 10 on IMDb. It has a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes critic-wise and a 97% audience-wise. Uh, Within the first three to four weeks, it was watched by over 30 million Netflix subscribers within that first month.
1: That's a lot.
0: That's a lot. Uh, So if you need even more proof than that, here we go. Uh, It is one out of the 13 Netflix movies that was nominated for an Oscar. Uh, So that year, 2019, was a very good year for Netflix uh the the Oscars that year in February 2020 earlier this year which is crazy to think about because that feels like forever ago <laughs>
2: yeah um, Whoa. Whoa.
0: <laughs> uh that was this year it was the year that parasite won best film mm-hmm. and so yeah. uh but uh yeah they came in and this is one of the 13 mo- Netflix movies that was nominated for an Oscar Netflix had about 24 nominations between these 13 movies uh at the February 2020 Oscars and so. This did very well. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't win, but it did super, super well. And it, through that, it puts in a discussion that a lot of actors and directors were even at the time frustrated about that should streaming services be considered for Academy Awards? Should they, should they even be considered – those that are not released in movie theaters in, in the big screen, should they even be considered for the running?
1: Well, I mean, with HBO Max, cinema is a dead uh a dead thing, unfortunately, but uh yeah. We can we can still have hope.
0: Yeah, and and this is funny because this conversation was completely different literally a year ago when you had you had Steven Spielberg, he came out and he was upset and he was like, "Hey, this shouldn't be a thing. You should only have them in the movie theaters." Literally one year later, you can't go to the movie theaters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, like everything's everything's streaming, and so it's such an interesting thing how this conversation has changed within the year. Um, I I don't think it needs to be a movie theater to be, you know, yeah. I, I if it's a movie, it's a movie. What are you gonna do about it? You know, get, get out of here, Steven Spielberg.
1: Yeah, um, I do want to just to give like a little comparison for the budget, um, because the budget was forty million, which is. Very little for, you know, what, I mean, in all animated movies, there's going to be some essence of, like, drawing and hand-drawing. But for a movie like Toy Story, the budget was $200 million. So, I mean, almost half, (laughs) more than half of of Klaus's budget. And so, that I mean, that just, one, they did an amazing job with, with what they had. And I think I'm sure if we could find anything, I'm sure they doubled their, their budget possibly. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I definitely think if this
0: was released in major theaters, it, it would have done super well. Yeah. Um, I, th- at least I think so. Ooh. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe this would <laughs> have flopped. Who knows? Yeah. I
1: was like, maybe the reason it did so well was because it was on streaming and, People were like, yeah, I don't want to go see yeah. any movies. But also, this movie came out in November um, as a ton of like Christmas movies come out. Um, and I think maybe the at the time, the thought of just like having a Christmas movie that we can stay in and watch and not have to go to the movie theater and get all these kids rounded up and go to see this, I think that might have played played a role in its popularity I still think well also maybe it's like um you know a ton of people actually decided to stay home and watch this because of that and found out oh this is actually a really good movie I really like this um so yeah I don't know uh, I yeah all kinds of stuff josh all kinds of stuff
0: all um, kinds of stuff chick. Choo-choo, boys! Let's get on this fat train. I'm excited.
1: Gross. <laughs> Anything you do is just ugh. all <laughs> aboard, all aboard, all aboard. Um, yes, join us on our town. I mean, our train <laughs> to uh, where should we go? Let's go to let's go to Christmas. Let's go to Schm- Schmierensberg and Steinenberg. Schmierensberg—that's what it's called. I Schmitt, remember Schmierensberg. Um. Well, Josh, I'm going to attempt to pronounce this name, okay. um, but my favorite actress in this movie, um, or my favorite voice actress in this movie, was the little Sami girl, um, mm. because she was beyond adorable. Um, but the actress name is Nita Margrete Laba? I hope I pronounce it right, and if she's sure, listening, I'm sure. sorry, um, but she voiced the the Sami girl um, Margu. If, um, I guess, if, if if you didn't know, um, it's actually based on one a real people group, um, but uh, Nita didn't speak any English, um, and I want I think maybe like in the in the talks. That Sergio had with her, she had like a translator with her, but she didn't speak any English. Um, And when Sergio traveled to uh, uh, Tromsø, Norway, uh, where she lived, she did her entire recording session uh, through translation and mimicry. So it seems like she kind of just, you know, mimicked how people would react, and I think. If I'm not mistaken, this is I mean one of her few roles, but I didn't understand what she was saying, but she said it so adorably that I don't even care what she said um <laughs> she could have she could have just been going like Santa's not real, none of this is real and I'd be like, that's so cute um that's really adorable. Nobody
0: um, uses the post office anymore it's twenty twenty one
1: exactly um Josh uh, another another fun fact about the development of this film um, this film was shopped around to various studios um, I I don't know how the whole process works but essentially like when you have a movie you you bring it to different studios and different places and you know they say hey would you want to buy our movie or produce our movie and stuff like that um, but um, too, many of them saw this film as a uh, a big risk, and um, from April 2015, uh, that was that was going on um, until Netflix acquired the rights in November of 2017, and then two years later, we got this wonderful movie. Wow, that's that's pretty fast track, man. Like,
0: you know, a lot of movies can get stuck in. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know, that's exactly what it goes yeah, 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 and it's a phrase, it's not just, like, developmental hell is what they call it, and so, basically, you can get, people can look at your movie, and then they think, oh, that's good, and then there's a hold up here, there's a hold up here, six months turns into a year, a year turns into two years, you're, like, you may have started four years ago, and the movie still hasn't gotten made yet, you know, like, and then it takes anywhere from, I don't know, two ish. Maybe that's my, not two, a year or two years to do your whole movie. And, and then you got to do yeah. the editing and all that. You know what I mean, man? Like it it's, it's almost a miracle that this went so smoothly, uh, yeah. that it got out there in such a quick amount of time. Cause there are definitely horror stories in the industry of oh, movies yeah. being held up.
1: So <laughs> do we want to talk about black widow and all the Disney movies? Anyway, yeah. Um,
0: Yes. New mutants. That was the that was a terrible new mutants. New
1: mutants. That was, that yeah, was, yeah, yeah, 2018. I don't know. <laughs> oh no, way before that. Holy cow. Um, yeah, holy cow. But I guess we'll talk about it when we get there. Um, crazy, Josh. Continuing uh, on in our our uh, chugga and train. Um, Josh. So this this does take place in a fictional, you know, world um but the town of smiringsberg was actually based on smirenberg there's a there's a difference one is smirensberg the okay. other smirenberg so there's an s and there's one with not an s but smirnberg <laughs> sure. is an actual town that existed in norway um and <laughs> according to uh According to this, it used to be a very prosperous whaling post during the 17th century. So, I know. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, Josh, uh, continuing. Um, one of the things that, uh, if you are uh, an avid movie watcher and you watch a lot of Pixar movies, Disney movies, you'll find an Easter egg in almost every one of them. Uh, there is the the numbers, letters, number plate thing uh that is a 113 um but this is a reference used to uh to to kind of point to a classroom used by graphic design and character animation students at the california institute of the arts um and this is you can see a113 after uh after jasper and klaus crashed the sleigh um you can see it uh, briefly on the crate on uh, a crate I don't know if it's on multiple crates I think it's just on a crate on a crate that uh, falls off the back um, but it's neat to like you can go back and you can look for it it's A-113 and you can go and look in a lot of pix- Pixar movies because a lot of the anime Pixar graduates from uh, the California Institute of the Art I um, think it's a really cool callback um, to be able to do that yeah, Josh, let's get into some uh, let's get into some symbolism here. Some, some oh, okay. external. <laughs> <laughs> this is becoming a very uh, theoretical train that we're going on, um, Josh. So when the animators, as they're uh, as they're animating this movie, you know, Smearnsburg is not a friendly town that we uh, we first get into. Uh, it's very scary. Uh, honestly, I wouldn't want to live there. I don't know anyone who could would. Um, but when the animators were designing Smearinsburg, they used a lot of sharp angles and triangles to show that the environment is hostile um, and unfriendly and uncomfortable. Um, and you can like go, and you can go and look. Um, it's really cool how animators do it, but they like they use shapes and stuff. To, to design the, the world that they're building, and it's very sharp. Everything's... Like, you look at Smearinsburg, and you think, wow, everything's really pointy. Um, on the flip side, the animators designed Klaus's cabin and barn were made to look very rounded, very um, sturdy, not as... So, on a lot of the buildings, you'll see, like, they're drawn to be very tall and kind of, like, wavy. Um, right. They would topple over in the wind, whereas Klaus's cabin is, like, the only thing in this world that's, um, like, sturdy, flat on the ground and, you know, safe. But as you – as the movie goes on um, and, you know, people start becoming friendlier and friendlier, you do kind of see, like, a little shift in the town. The town's a lot more um, – one of the cool things I like to see is with color, and one of the things you see is that when Jasper first gets there, it's very blue, very dark grays. And then now the town is um, – now it's like oranges and very um, light colors, uh, very warm colors and stuff like that. And I think that's just – it's cool. Like the way that animators think about this stuff is really cool and how they put it into into everything
0: yeah, that transition from uh bleak and a, a place with no rules to a place with or, not just order but with heart, you know, with love and all those fun things.
1: Yes. Exactly. Um mm, Josh, let's uh let's 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 keep it keep it going. Another thing, um another interesting thing. Um so in this in this movie, you have two warring tri- tribes, warring families. Um, family, yeah. Yeah, and the whole thing doesn't really make sense to me, but I get it. it you need a story. Well, um, <laughs> you have the crumbs and you have the Ellenbows. Um The crumbs uh, have black hair, um, and I, I'll just call that. That's Joan Cusack's character's family. Uh, so the crumbs have black hair. The Ellingbos have red hair, and... Um, And one of the interesting things is that the people who aren't really are more neutral have, uh, have blonde hair. Um, so like Jasper has blonde hair. Uh, the Sami people have, uh, blondish hair, kind of dark, dirty blonde hair. Uh, Alva's got blonde hair. Uh, and you see, um, Klaus and his wife Lydia are shown to have, like, dark brown hair. So, um... I thought that was interesting to kind of just like not necessarily like I guess it's more just like just drawing the line of like yeah these people are outsiders like these are the people who don't understand the conflict but these are also the people who help bridge the uh, bridge the gap Um, yeah I don't know um, Josh I don't know if this is a fun fact but J K Simmons well this is actually fun. I don't know if it's a fact more of just a a tidbit, but, uh, (laughs) but, uh, JK Simmons, uh, who played Klaus once worked as a mall Santa as he was pursuing an acting career right out of college. So he's got experience. He's got experience with this stuff. He does. He does. That's pretty cool. Um, yes. All right, Josh, let me give you uh, a few more, a few more facts. Um, so we mentioned that um this is a pretty big uh a film for Netflix but this was the the first animated film from Netflix to be nominated for an Academy Award. Yes. There you go, big deal, big deal, big deal. Um another one and I always enjoy <coughs> these ones, but uh Jason 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 Schwart- Schwartzman uh <laughs> ad-libbed a lot of his lines. Um Sergio Pablos says that only about 40% of his dialogue in the final film is scripted. And nice, nice. that was crazy. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, all right, let me give you, um, let me give you, let me give you two more. Let me give you two more. Um, so, we we mentioned uh that this film was kind of, you know, brought around, um shopped around, I guess. Um but Josh, this movie was actually in development for nearly ten years. Ah, there you so, go. Like back in back in two thousand nine, you know? Where um you know, where <laughs> I don't know I don't know which uh which, uh, what I was doing in 2009, but, uh, I don't know what, what exactly (laughs) that, uh, that fully entails, but yes. Yeah, it definitely goes to show how long movies really
0: do take, and so it's not just a willy-nilly kind of thing, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, yes. Wow. There's some good stuff. There's, uh, there's a lot more, uh, that you can look at. Um, but, uh, Josh, let me uh, let me give you this last one. Um, <laughs> I wanted to say uh, so. So this is um, actually I'll give you two more real quick. Uh, so this is actually Rashida Jones's third animated movie uh, after Inside Out and The Grinch. She uh,
0: it. Oh, yeah, she was in oh, Inside what?
1: Out. Yeah. Um, obviously, this is. Uh, that would be her second Christmas animated movie. But this is Rashida Jones's third Christmas movie. And I don't remember what the first one is. Um, but <laughs> Inside Out not a Christmas movie, is it? Yeah, not that I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I thought that was neat. Um, and then lastly, Josh, this is Netflix's first animated film to be rated PG. <laughs> Congratulations. You've done it you've done it you've 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 beaten the the uh, whoever does the stuff whoever probably, does. probably with all the uh, <clears throat> angry family
0: fighting and such you know it could be a little dark for for children at times yeah
1: I uh, I would uh, I'd agree I agree with it
0: well dom why don't we take a quick break and when we return we'll talk more about our thoughts on this movie and uh, kind of our takeaways from it so We shall return. Go ahead and get yourself some hot chocolate and get ready for a brand new year. And we'll be right back.
1: Hey, welcome back, everybody. We hope you had a wonderful break. Maybe you went and made some hot chocolate or maybe you just decided to snuggle up next to... No one or someone or <laughs> whatever. Maybe, you, uh, maybe in between this break, you decided, hey, I really want to go check out this movie. And you pause this for a a long while and you went and watched this movie. And now you're back, fully, uh, fully aware of everything that happened with this movie. Everything that happened with this movie. But <laughs> even if you didn't. Uh, Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Josh, what did you uh, how did you. uh what do you think of this movie? How'd you feel about? It? Uh overall man, this
0: is a really good movie. I like it a lot. This is probably going to go into our rotation for uh you know, Christmas movies every year, I think. Oh heck. It's it's, de- <laughs> it's definitely a movie that I would show to my kids and my youth group and all that fun stuff. Uh it's just good, man. It's it's funny. It is really beautiful to to watch and look at and it's got a really good story. It's got a really good Purpose, which, of course, the big quote of the movie, uh, a true selfless act always sparks another. And that's a thing that Klaus says, and he says it. the Jesper, and Jesper learns that the hard way, mostly because his character is super selfish at the beginning of the movie. And towards the end of the movie, he starts to see the error of his ways, and he gives up his life of riches to stay in Smeagol Town, whatever it's called, And uh, to to live there with his new love and with his new job and with 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 making these toys for the kids. And, you know, it's a great way to remember the true meaning of Christmas, that it's not about being selfish. It's that selflessness. Mm. And how beautiful is it that a true act of selflessness, not just being selfless to get the applause or to to get a gift in the end? But to truly be selfless, it always sparks another. And so it really shows what it means to shine your light of Christ to other people and to not do it for your glory but for the glory of God and that it will, it will spark that light in other people to do the same. And so,
1: mm.
0: you know, peace and goodwill toward men. That's, that's the whole thing.
1: That's it. Like it's so easy. Just peace and goodwill. Why is this? Why do we get this wrong? Because money. <laughs> true, true. Money. <laughs>
0: money. Ugh, gross. What about you, Dom? Well, what did you think of this
1: movie? What was some takeaways you had? Yes, I. Um, man, I really liked this. I okay. When I say I really liked it, I really liked it. Um, so it's kind of like how the Grinch is my is like a Christmas movie that I feel like is also a favorite movie of mine? I think this movie hasn't like replaced it, but it's kind of in the same category of I really like this movie and I think it i think it was just due to like like you said the the story and the kind of the 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 big message of um like a selfless act, like one selfless act always sparks another, and that kind of being the whole premise of the story. And it's also a good movie, I think. That shows change in somebody actually changing, like Jasper. Like you see the change happen in Jasper's like yeah. face and personality. Um, and the scene where one there's a scene where um, uh, I think it's uh, Margu the the sami girl uh jasper like brings jasper one makes this toy himself like klaus helps him um and all that stuff and he makes this toy and it's like a like a, a snow wind surfer and yeah. he is able to give it to um margu and he's able to watch her play with it and like it you just see it bring joy and and happiness to his face and when i was watching that you know it's like it's basically snow moana Um, but I think that that part of the movie that like one scene if I could pick any scene that I like really was like that is a really good scene it would be that one but I think the movie as a whole if like it's hard to pick just one scene that you can point to because I think so many of it so much of it has like a lot to tell you especially like the whole like fighting of the families Um, and I there's another another scene um that kind of reminds me of um Paul says um i don't remember what book but he says you know uh try to outdo one another in loving each other mm-hmm. and you kind of like as the families the families are like one kid is hanging out with the kid a kid from the other family and um this one kid's mom like pick some berries and this Mm -hmm. kid like brings the berries over and then that mom like makes jam and brings (laughs) the jam over to the other family and then that um that mom like makes peanut butter sandwiches and then brings them back over and then they're just like enjoying time together and they're literally literally trying to outdo one another. (laughs) Yeah exactly and like they're trying to like be mean about it. It's like hmm and like rude about it but it's like you're being so nice. Um and then there was one scene where, like, the guy, the the dad of one of the kids, uh, like, the very first kid who was like, hey, can you give me that letter? Um, the dad, like, eventually, like, breaks down the wall that he was building up and invites the other family to come and, um, come and play. And I'm 95% sure that they get married and... I don't fully know the relationship of those two, but um, it's like a whole – it's like a whole movie about what happens when you do something nice for someone you might not like or you don't know and that being – and really like just trusting that doing something kind and nice will actually play out and pay off in the end. And yeah, this is just – a really good movie. I want to talk about one more scene though. Yeah. There's the scene at the end where, um, Klaus is like, he's out in the woods again. It's like the last time you see him. Um, and like the part I cried at a lot of parts, um, not in front of people, but I, (laughs) um, but, um, so like Klaus is, he's in the forest and he's chopping woods. And then, His wife, um, which is really cool. She's kind of like represented by the wind. And whenever you see the wind, that's kind of like Klaus's wife Lydia telling him to do something. And you see that uh, in the movie. But like the wind like blows through him and he says, I'm coming home. And like he just walks off in like this bright light. And it's like he walks by a tree and then just disappears and turns to snow and like in my mind after like going through this whole movie and i'm like that was i dare say that was like beautiful how they yeah. did that because yeah. you, they kind of like at the end like go through the reality of oh santa's gonna die because he's getting older <laughs> and he's he like is? yeah yes and and then like you don't expect like You expect him to, like, die of, like, a heart attack or something. Or just, like, drop dead. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry, yeah. I know it's not, like, like, uh, that, like, gruesome or anything. But, like, you don't... You know he's gonna die. uh, But you don't know how. And then that scene happens. And you're just like, wow. That was, like, really good. Really... I just think this whole movie, like, as a whole... Is a very beautiful movie and a very good movie that I would 100% recommend to anybody. Even if you don't like Christmas movies, even if you're not in a Christmassy mood, just go watch this and and watch and all your problems just disappear. <laughs> yeah, it it is good. There's a
0: and the very end scene where uh, Jasper's kind of like, "Look, I don't know what happened. <laughs> you know, I don't know. He just upped and vanished." I don't know where he went. I don't know what's going on. He said, but what I do know is that once a year on one night, every year I get to see my friend mm-hmm. and it's like, Ooh, that, <laughs> yeah. 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 that gets you. Yeah. That gets you. Yeah. And but, and that's a, such a beautiful thing of friendship, dude. You know, yeah. like on this one, night, I'm going to wait up all night just to have some hot chocolate with my yeah. friend, even if it is for 45
1: minutes. And yeah. That's, you know, but the question is Is it that Klaus actually comes and like sits with Jasper and talks, or is it that he gets to see his friend in that once a year people are like sharing gifts and spreading Uh-oh. cheer? Is that Thanks, like is Look that at you. Because... Look at you get deeper with it? Well, because that's what my thinking was because I'm like. Because he – well, he also sat down and he had the plate of cookies and like – so I guess he thinks that like – he believes that Jasper is – or that Klaus is actually coming. And I think you do hear at the end of the movie, you hear like footsteps on the roof. Um, But I was yeah. kind of – So thinking, what you're
0: saying is at the end, does Klaus actually become the mythological Santa or is he gone
1: now and the Christmas spirit is up, up left to us yeah. kind of thing? And like that Christmas yep. spirit is him – seeing his friend because like that's kind of what i i think that's good but why not both yeah you know that's
0: right i i like to think that klaus is coming back i think i think he's now santa i don't know
1: he is (laughs) it's like every every year talk to kids about chris santa claus and like you have to like reconcile with the fact of like is santa god (laughs) because <laughs> he sees me and everything. Um, oh, and then there's there's one more um, there's one more thing. The other thing that I like um, is that when um, the with, oh gosh, what's the Joan Cusack's character, the Crump person, the crum- Crumps, Crump, the Crumps. Um, um, she she says. You know, she says, you'll see once the kids stop getting gifts Yeah, and once you run out of gifts, the kids are going to turn back into into like who they used to be and stuff like that. And I like how it kind of shifts. And then Jasper says, well, what if we just do this once a year? Um, But then as like the town starts turning around – you kind of get this sense that like it's gonna it's gonna go on longer and it's gonna not just be about presents, but it's actually gonna be about this town, um, be about this town actually, um, you know, having some Christmas cheer and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And I thought that was I thought that was really cool because that was that was what my thinking was the whole time is like all these kids are bringing Jasper letters, mm-hmm. and they're gonna be like just like every kid on Christmas who's like okay I'm gonna be good just because Santa wants me to be good and so I can get presents and so I have to bring the letter and yada 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 all these different things um but yeah I think they they did a pretty decent job of kind of like explaining you know what what's gonna happen after that um anyway those are all yeah. my thoughts yeah it's good well, you know and the and that very same
0: scene you're talking about is she says know how long when you take away the toys how long till the kids turn back to their old ways and then how long will it take for the adults to follow suit you know yeah and so it really is an example if you're a parent you set the example for your children you teach them and then you hopefully surround them with other kids who parents also teach them those similar values and and expectations and all those things you know yeah it's a great movie man i think it's i think this is a good movie to end our year of 2020 with you know oh boy oh boy boy.
1: (laughs) come attack us with 2021
0: here we go we're ready for you so well thank you guys so much for joining with us we are excited to close out 2020 with this episode and we will see you next year one whole year from now
1: (laughs) one whole year from now i mean that's how it feels like every day every Every day in 2020 is like a thousand years. That's a thousand right. years is like a day.
0: <laughs> so we will see you again on the first Sunday of January. First Sunday of 2021 in January. And uh, till then, stay frosty. Have uh, a good day, and enjoy. And a happy and, new year. And a happy new year. And you know what? She, she go go do those selfless acts and spark another and another and another. Yeah. My name is Josh. I'm Dominic. Thanks for joining for Cinema Sundays where we talk about faith, movies,
1: and jazz. Everything (laughs) else.
0: Everything else.